0: My definition of confidence is knowing you have complete control over yourself and your circumstances. When you develop that control, you feel ultra confident because why? Confidence is related to your ability to control yourself and your environment. The more control you have, the more confident you can become or the more confident you will be. So when you have that confidence, you can what? Project confidence. You can project security. You can project persuasiveness. You can project a winning attitude. And what then happens? People follow that. You close the sale. You, you get the new client. That's how you get confident. Do the reps. Put yourself in hard situations. Do hard and uncomfortable things. It's against human nature because our, we're wired to be comfortable. But the reality is, is our human nature and our genetics is wired actually to be uncomfortable because that's the only way you grow. It's called growing pains, not growing comfort. That's the only way you grow as a human spiritual being is being uncomfortable. And once you accept that, you go do those uncomfortable things, your confidence will continue to grow. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the end-to-end podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Young Wynn. And as my friends affectionately call me the ninja or prolific ninja, because my fans and my friends, you can call me ninja too. This is the end-to-end podcast, the alpha to the omega, the beginning to the end, talking about life, motivation, drive, self-improvement, success, and offering you morsels in this all-you-can-eat buffet called life. Back in the studio, and I'm feeling oh so fantastic. It's November And I feel that gap that I'm building through 75 Hard is going wider and wider. By the time you listen to this, I'm in my sixth day 60-something. We're recording a little bit early, but I should be if I don't mess up. (laughs) Don't jinx myself. um, I'll be in somewhere in the 60s, round in the corner, heading to home plate. But I feel fantastic, man. Um, But before we get into this episode, and it does kind of relate to 75 Hard, I want to start my podcast as I start my day, which is, always with an expression of gratitude. So if you're new to the show, I always start my day thanking the universe, thanking God for another day to make an impact and inspire other people. And so this situation, I want to thank you for listening, tuning in, and more importantly, liking, commenting, sharing, following, and subscribing. If you're new to the show, I do this on my own dime, on my own time, no sponsors other than my checkbook and my time. So it costs a lot of money. There's a whole team here that supports this show in distribution and posting and all these other things, and, uh, and that costs money and time. So uh, my own money and time and their time. So I like to say, if you learned anything from this episode or any other episodes or any of the reels or any of the posts, whatever have you, uh, please do share the show. That's the only way we can reach our mission, which is to inspire billions of lives across the planet in a positive way to help people reach their goals and dreams. So I like to say if your knowledge swole, share the show. That is how we grow. Uh, also if you're new to the show, there's various types of shows. Um, this is the typical one where I give, you know, a 15, 10, 20, 10, 15, 20, 30 minute monologue on a specific topic related to self-improvement, success, what have you. Uh, we have other shows where I have a guest on. Those are a little bit longer. And then we launched a couple new type of shows, uh, last two episodes, if you go back uh, and One is called Prolific Q&A with my producer, uh, Arib Mirza, and also Prolific POV, Point of View, also co-hosted with uh, Arib, uh, but those are ones where I just give my thoughts and ideas on spur-of-the-moment questions that you can send in or current event topics. So if you want to send a question in, put them in a comment, leave it in a DM, or email me directly at askask A-S-K, at the N, number 2 npodcastcom This particular episode, I want to talk about one thing, and that is confidence. Confidence. And where does confidence come from, and what does having confidence actually mean? And I want to start this um, by relating it to a couple few things. You know, when I was uh, young, my parents, I'm the youngest of four brothers, we, for those of you new to the show, we immigrated uh, from Vietnam after the war, so... Uh, We came to the States in 75 as refugees. And, you know, um, there's a long entrepreneurial uh, American dream success story uh, involved with my parents. That's where I get my entrepreneurial um, cut from. I cut my teeth with them and my drive to succeed. Um, But that story notwithstanding, and I'm totally appreciative of them, that story notwithstanding, they put my brothers and I, I'm the youngest of four boys, into martial arts early, I think I started when I was eight or nine in Taekwondo and got my black belt when I was 12. Um, huge thing, huge thing with related to confidence. When I first started Taekwondo, the instructor, Mr. Park, they're all named Mr. Park for some reason, uh, because I guess uh Taekwondo is from Korea. But Mr. Park, uh, great young man, great man, um, taught us a lot. The first instruction they teach you, or the first thing they teach you out of uh, martial arts or that I can recall was that you always use martial arts defensively. You're never the instigator of anything. And when you think about that, you got to wonder why. Well, that's because you have, if you reach, you know, if you're taught martial arts or karate, taekwondo, whatever discipline of self defense, they call it self defense, uh, you have skills that are, you have better skills, you have unique knowledge. You have knowledge of ways to hurt people, ways to use your body to become a weapon, right? And as such, because you have that knowledge above the normal population, right, martial arts teaches you the discipline to throttle that back so that you never use it offensively. You never go out and instigate things. And you'll witness this. You'll see this in fighting reels and and different situations. online where they're just throwing you know they're throwing clips of fighting and such you'll know the guy that knows martial arts or the gal because they're never the ones initiating anything right because they know how dangerous it can be you know they've sparred thousands of matches sometimes with gloves sometimes without gloves you know they they've been hurt and they've hurt other people and they know what it's like right right and so you're always never the one to start things, but you know that you can get engaged if you have to, right? And what does that relate to confidence? Okay, what does that relate to confidence? The other story, for example, 75 hard, right? Having done having done 75 hard three times and then also finishing on this fourth round, um, day 60-something by the time you listen to this, Not many people have done 75 hard. Have you done 75 hard? How many people around you have done 75 hard that you know of? Okay. It's interesting because when I've talked to people that have done 75 hard, there's an air of confidence that other people don't have. Right? They've gone through some very difficult, challenging 75 days of very, strong mental endurance and discipline and habit forming activities that have made them kind of kind of just confident and when i meet people that have or have not done 75 hard or when i ask them would you do it or not and when they say yes or no i already know i got them if they say no right so what does that relate to confidence? My definition of confidence is when you have complete control over yourself and circumstances. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. My definition of confidence is knowing you have complete control over yourself and your circumstances. When you develop that control, you feel ultra-confident. Because why? Confidence is related to your ability to control yourself and your environment. The more control you have, the more confident you can become or the more confident you will be. You see, 75 hard takes discipline and control. No booze for 75 days. That's usually the first thing people, "Ah, I can't do 75 hard. I love love drinking on weekends. Likely, that person's kind of insecure. Why are they drinking? so hard, so frequently. Insecure about something, right? But if you have that discipline and control, that's what 75 hard is. You get that mental endurance and control, you build an air of confidence. And when you finish it, you just naturally level up because A, you've demonstrated to yourself you can control yourself and your environment. But B, you finish something that not a lot of other people have finished. Right. So that puts you in a certain level of knowledge and experience. Have been through some hard shit. Have you? No. Okay. I have the edge over you. I'm more aware of myself more than you are. I have more control over my internal being than you do because you haven't done hard stuff. Right. I equate this back to, um, for you mathematicians or scientific-oriented people, to uh, a bell-shaped curve, okay? Uh, For those of you who are not scientifically inclined, um, a bell-shaped curve is just a natural distribution of random events, right? It looks like a bell. So uh, let's say 5 is on a scale of 1 to ten. Five is in the middle. So it starts uh, real low, slopes up, peaks at 5, and then slopes back down, to the ends, okay, any random number of things, if you have enough quantity, will fall into a bell-shaped curve, and that, the bell-shaped curve shows what the distribution of outcomes is likely going to be, okay, so that's why five is the average, that's where most things will fall, and then what they say is there's one standard deviation away from average, right, so that's, let's just call it 35% on each side, So 70% of people or events randomly fall within one standard deviation of average. And then it goes another percentage. And then on the tails on both ends, from 1 to 10, there are tails which are called the outliers. Those are exceptional cases. Negatively on 1 and positively on 10. So like if 1,000 people take the SAT, the scores will fall. Your performance will fall on a bell-shaped curve. Most people will fall in that 70% gap right between average at five and one what's called standard deviation out. And then 90 something percent will fall two standard deviations out. It'll cover that. And then you have the outliers at like two point something or something percent on each end, right? People that really do poorly and people that score perfect scores. Okay, so it's a bell shaped curve. If you think about it, I'm drawing a bell for those of you just listening. But how does that apply to confidence? Most people, don't take this negatively, are average. Average in the way they think, average in the things they do, average in their performance, average on how they view themselves, average on how they view life, average on how they view their potential, they're just average. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. But they're just average, and that's a fact. Because of normal distribution. 70% 70% fall within that middle area. You know, let's just call it 80%, right? Average. So let's say, on average, the population is an 8 out of 10. Call it 7.5 out of 10, 70%. Confidence is where that 25% is at the end, at the tail, at the Extreme tail, not the failure tail, but at the exceptional tail. That's where confidence is built. Because if most people are living average 75%, right? That means they are what? Unable to control the 25% of their performance. But you, if you're able to control that 25%, now you can throttle back to 75%, knowing. You can amp it up back to 100% if you need to, right? Going back to that martial arts analogy. Hey, if I can whoop some ass in martial arts, I can walk around at 75% knowing that I can crank it up to 10% and throw down if I need to. That knowledge, that delta, that difference in 25%, that's confidence because I know if it gets to the extreme I'm still in control of myself and the environment around me, my circumstance. That is the true definition of confidence. So how do you build confidence? How do you build confidence? you got to put in the reps. You have to put in the reps. I like to tell my son. He's starting his basketball uh, season in school, and I I posted a couple on Instagram about um, who he is just to introduce you all to him and how he played last week in the scrimmage games. Um, it's, the, it's the rule. 80% of players are right-handed. What does that mean? Often than not, they can't go left. So they are if they're right-handed, they want to dribble on their right side. And a lot of them don't work hard enough to develop the left-handed, the weak hand. I always tell them. He's always flexing at me. Hey, man, look at my muscles. I say, show me your weak side. His, Show me your weak side. Because it's not the strong side that matters. It's the weak side that's the, the, the lowest level. So if you have a weak, weak side, you're still weak. Cause I knowing knowledge-wise, I'll exploit your weakness. Right? He'll flex his strong side. I say, show me the weak. How big is the weak side? How strong is the weak side? Right? Same thing. Basketball players. They dribble in right, they don't work on their left. My sign goes both ways. He can go both handles. Right? And he's confident to go both ways. But then he knows the other player can't go left, so he's got you, he's got you. So in that comparison, who would have more confidence in the game? The guy that can only go right or the guy that can go both sides, both ways? It's in the reps. You build that reps, that 25%, you build that through reps. So you build that confidence knowing, hey, I can go both ways now. In basketball, the basketball analogy, I can go both ways. So I'm confident that no one can guard me because I can go both ways. They don't know which way I'm going to go. That's confidence. Same thing, putting yourself in awkward situations. Like I talked about last, last podcast episode about building calluses, going to networking. Man, like I said, back to that analogy, when I would, didn't know how to network, I throw myself into just events and conferences and just I force myself. But there have been plenty of times I said some stupid shit, like, like you know, those kind of things where you walk away like you say something and then the crowd moves away from you and you're like, oh, man, I can't believe I said that. Plenty of times I've done that. But you know what? That's building my confidence. That's building that 25% of knowing now next time don't say that, <laughs> don't say something so stupid or how to gauge reaction or how to interact with other people in a, in a, a professional social environment you know how how you have to maintain an appearance of professionalism versus like letting it you know letting your guard down and getting too casual about it all these things is building confidence because again remember most people go through life at average and that's why most people don't have self confidence you can be different by putting in the reps putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, doing the hard things, right? I don't do 7-5 hard just to, just to, I mean, I do it to stay in shape because I got to keep up with kids and stuff, but it's not the physical thing. It's not the physical thing. It's the mental thing. It's building that confidence. And then sometimes I'll be truthful with you. Sometimes I my confidence waxes and wanes just like anything else. And so sometimes when I'm feeling low on confidence, what do I immediately do? I don't shell up and, oh, my God, I'm losing confidence. No, I go do hard stuff to rebuild that confidence, to know that I can get to that outlier, you know, 100%, and then I can throttle back to 75% to kind of mingle in with everyone else. Right? In negotiations, for example, usually the an attorney, legal work, The attorney who's mastered the facts and mastered the law as it relates to the case usually has the better outcome. Because why? They can argue the case with more confidence. And the more confidence you are when you're arguing in the case, the more, what, persuasive you become. It's not, well, I think the law says this and I'm not so sure if that happened. It's, this is the law and this is what happened and this is what should be the result. You see the difference? So when you have that confidence, you can what? Project confidence. You can project security. You can project persuasiveness. You can project a winning attitude. And what then happens? People follow that. You close the sale. You you get the new client. You see how that works? So, for you, for you, going into the the holiday season into your new year's resolutions or whatever, Get comfortable with the idea of putting yourself in hard situations, in uncomfortable situations, putting in the reps. Do it repeatedly over and over again, even if it's just a little bit, even for your fitness, for example. Go, you know, take those first 10 steps outside. Over time, get to 20. Over time, get to 30. Over time, get down to the corner of the street. Over time, get around the block. You'll see instantly, and that's why I love physical fitness because you get that confidence really quick. It just not changes your mind, but biochemically, it changes you real quick. Just get there because I guarantee you 80% of the population is not doing it, and that's where you separate yourself, that 25%, that 20, 25%. That's where confidence lives, and when you get more confident and not overconfident, when you get confident, remember, confidence is knowing you can do it but throttling back so you still have room to push it if you need to once you get there your life completely changes you speak differently you project different energy right you're more you're more don't take bullshit about your life and then you get shit done okay that's how you get confident do the reps put yourself in hard situations, do hard and con- uncomfortable things. It's against human nature because our, we're wired to be comfortable. But the reality is, is our human nature and our genetics is re- wired actually to be uncomfortable because that's the only way you grow. It's called growing pains, not growing comfort. That's the only way you grow as a human spiritual being is being uncomfortable. And once you accept that, you go do those uncomfortable things, your confidence will continue to grow, okay? If you do decide to embark on this journey of confidence, which I highly encourage you to do, put them in the comments. Send me feedback. Let me know what you're wanting to do, what you accomplished that you normally wouldn't do, and I'll be cheering you on the whole way, right? Let me know because that's that's the only way we all get better. Get more confident about our lives and do things with confidence. Talking about confidence in this episode of the End to End podcast, I like to end my podcast as I end my day. So when I put my head down, I thank the universe, thank God for another day having lived and being able to make an impact in my family's life and my life and others that we work and serve for. So I want to thank you for listening tuning in. And please, if your knowledge is swole, please do share the show. That's how we grow. Like, follow, comment, subscribe, share. Um, uh, we're getting into the holiday season, a lot of good stuff along the way, a lot of new things coming along just to keep you posted, uh, or I will keep you posted, but there's some things in the works that even my producer doesn't even know about, but uh, working on some things and uh, looking forward to sharing that with you as well. So, Dr. young host hosts the N10 podcast, looking forward to bringing you another episode very, very soon. Be great today, be even more grateful. I I